Hello everyone, my name is J.B. Hickson with Not By Works Ministries, where truth is sensational, not sensationalized. It's time for me to put myself on yet another government watch list with this latest episode of Culture Shock. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about gun confiscation. Have you seen the headlines over the past few days and weeks? Just yesterday, neoconservative website Fox News reported this. Experts say President Biden could use executive authority to restrict background checks and regulatory authority to slow down arms sales. Officials familiar with the meeting said Biden was prepared to use, quote, any avenue, including executive action, to take these steps. This move to obliterate the Second Amendment should come as no surprise. Many have been warning about it for weeks and even before he was elected. Biden announced that Beto O'Rourke would lead the charge to confiscate America's guns. During the campaign, Biden pledged that his former opponent for the Democratic presidential nomination, Beto O'Rourke, would lead the gun confiscation program. Biden said, quote, I want to make something clear. While he was on stage with O'Rourke, he made this statement. I want to make something clear. I'm, I'm going to guarantee you this is not the last of, you've seen of this guy. You're going to take care of the gun problem with me. You're going to be the one who leads this effort. And of course, O'Rourke is famous for saying flat out, staring into the camera, yes, we are going to take your guns. He put it a bit more offensively, but I cleaned it up just a little. Well, after he got elected, Biden, of course, as you know, changed his tune, saying just last month that Beto, I'm going to take your guns, O'Rourke, will not, in fact, become the White House gun czar. Instead, it will be none other than Susan Rice, which is even worse for supporters of the Second Amendment. Last week, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki opened her daily briefing by announcing President Biden will be working on gun control policies over the coming weeks. She stated, quote, Yesterday, senior members of Biden's team hosted a virtual discussion with leaders of, quote, gun violence prevention groups to discuss our shared goals. But as Katie Pavlich from Town Hall points out, quote, gun violence prevention groups... <laughs> are really just gun control groups whose members support gun confiscation of lawfully purchased firearms. The groups that met with Susan Rice are rabidly anti-Second Amendment. And further, Saki mentioned that homicides were on the rise last year, but failed to mention that this rise directly correlated with the left's defund the police movement. Saki also pointed to a record number of gun purchases last month, as if that were a bad thing, and yet... She failed to mention that this record is based on legal sales of firearms by individuals who passed an FBI background check. What's the problem? Are Americans no longer allowed to legally purchase firearms? So yes, leading this national assault on the Second Amendment will be Susan Rice. And as one headline put it, quote, she will throw Second Amendment rights under the bus. She's going to be heading Biden's gun control dream team, I call it. In fact, another headline put it this way, quote, Biden's getting the anti-gun band back together again. I love that. Well, that band, if you will, includes naming California's Democratic Attorney General Xavier Becerra to head the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Now, he has no health experience, but he sure knows how to call gun control a health care crisis and to defend unconstitutional gun grabs from Californians. And then there's also going to be, in addition to Xavier Becerra, the famous Judge Merrick Garland, who has ruled from the bench at every opportunity to deny gun rights. So there it is, the dream team. And this all fits neatly 
in with Rice's personal ideas on enacting stricter gun control. She supports a ban on Americans owning semi-automatic modern sporting rifles, the most popular selling centerfire rifles today. And she wants to make it a crime for a neighbor to sell another neighbor a deer rifle. Well, here's another headline from just three days ago. Biden called on Congress to ban assault weapons and institute other gun restrictions. America's foundation is being destroyed right before our eyes. Maybe that's why Time Magazine 10 years ago asked the question, does the Constitution even matter anymore with their cover story? You know, I wonder what our forefathers would have thought about what is happening in our country today. For, many, for, for more than three months, our founding fathers met in a constitutional congress. This was back in 1787. On September 17, 1787, the Constitution of the United States of America was signed by 38 of the 41 delegates, but it had to be ratified by at least nine of the 13 states. So on June 21, 1788, New Hampshire became the ninth state to ratify the document, and it was subsequently agreed that the government of the U.S. Constitution would begin on March 4, 1789. On September 25, 1789, the first Congress of the United States adopted 12 amendments to the U.S. Constitution, 10 of which were ratified by the states and became known as the Bill of Rights. And these include rights such as the First Amendment, freedom of religion and speech and press and assembly, the Fourth Amendment, freedom from unreasonable searches and seizures, the Fifth Amendment, right to due process of law, the Sixth Amendment, rights of accused persons to a speedy and public trial, the Eighth Amendment, freedom from unusual and cruel punishment, and then, of course, the Second Amendment that we're talking about here in this episode, the right to keep and bear arms. Things have certainly changed since then. Everywhere you go these days, you see signs like this. Notice, no guns allowed. Of course, what these signs should really say is, attention criminals, this is a defense-free crime zone. All law-abiding patrons of this establishment have been disarmed for your convenience. Oh yes, the experts definitely agree gun control works. Just ask Hitler or Castro. Ask Stalin or Mao or Gaddafi or Idi Amin. Just ask Pol Pot or Kim Jong-il. You know, back in 2018, there was an anti-gun march on D.C., and to make their point, activists left shoes scattered across the Capitol lawn. I remember thinking at the time, that reminds me of another pile of shoes, some 75 years earlier, and this one left by victims of gun control. For those of you listening to the podcast, you might want to check out the video at this point because you can see the sobering picture of shoes piled up outside a Nazi extermination camp during World War II, left by victims of the Holocaust. That's right. All in favor of gun control, just raise your right hand. Heil Hitler. A whistleblower reported recently that the National Guard is practicing gun confiscation drills. We see headlines like this popping up all the time. Governor of Virgin Islands orders National Guard to seize Americans' firearms, and New Jersey property developer warns tenants to get rid of all guns and rifles. It's happening. So how should Christians respond? Well, first of all, we need to remember that whether facing individual or government threats, Jesus encouraged self-defense. He did not teach blind pacifism. And for more on this particular topic, I highly recommend you watch my full-length video, Red, White, and Bad, When the Country We Love Becomes the Country We Fear. You can see that at notbyworks.org. Just click on the videos link on our homepage. But remember what Jesus told his disciples on the very night he was betrayed in the garden, just hours before he was crucified. 
He said, But now he who has a money bag, let him take it, and likewise a knapsack. And he who has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. In other words, yes, Jesus taught love thy neighbor, but he also taught pack thy heat. Given all that is going on in our country these days, with government opposition to a conservative Christian worldview, perhaps it would be better to say, love thy country and pack thy heat. Well, this has been Culture Shock, and my name is J.B. Hickson. If you'd like more information about some of these critical cultural issues in our day, let me encourage you to check out our website, notbyworks.org. Our website is our main platform, our main portal. It's the one place we have control over in this age of big tech censorship and shadow banning. Unlike the social media sites that label us or create algorithms that keep us from coming up in searches, if you go to notbyworks.org, you'll find all of our videos, podcasts, and articles in one central place. So start there, notbyworks.org. You see it on the screen there. Our main menu, menu conveniently links you to all of our past issues of Culture Shock under the Videos tab, as well as my Spirit of the Antichrist series and What Lies Ahead series. And by the way, you can also click on a link there that says Gospel. And if you're wondering how to have eternal life or you don't know for certain if you'll spend eternity in heaven when you die, let me strongly encourage you to watch that short little five-minute video because the only way to have eternal life is through faith alone in Christ alone. Well, please share this important episode with other culture warriors. And remember, truth is sensational, not sensationalized. Thank you so much for watching and listening. God bless.